The books of the Old Testament, they often describe God as, as powerful, mighty, all-knowing, terrifying. All of these things are true. God created everything. He created the heavens and the earth. He split the Red Sea in two to allow the Israelites to escape from Egypt. At his command, the sun stopped so Joshua and the rest of the Israelites could enter to the promised land. He holds all things in existence. All these things tell us who God is, but they do not reveal the fullness of who he is. It's only in Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, it's only here that God fully reveals himself. And when he first comes into the world, it's almost shocking. He doesn't reveal himself as, as some kind of an emperor who can rival or overtake the unprecedented power of Caesar Augustus. He doesn't reveal himself as an influential high priest who can save the corrupted priesthood of Israel. He doesn't reveal himself as a powerful king who can save the Israelites from the clutches of Rome. No, he enters the world in darkness, in gloom, probably in the cold, in utter poverty, as an outcast of a small city, as a poor, helpless baby. This is something that is, it's, it's almost laughable. God becomes a baby. He decides to hide his divine attributes and he humbles himself. And this tells us even more about who God is. For those of us who know we might have babies in our lives, we know that babies can produce a wonderful effect on people. They're inviting. They have, certainly they have a preference for their mother, and Jesus is no exception here, but they're welcoming, and they want people to hold them. I've even seen babies who can light up a room or who can make a grumpy person smile. They can warm the coldest hearts. They're disarming. They're transforming, or even in a sense, they're life-giving. And this is what the all-powerful, the all-knowing, almighty God tells us. This is what he does in Jesus. He humbles himself as a baby to encourage us to come to him. He enters into the darkness of the world so he can give it his divine light. He becomes poor so that we can receive his divine wealth. He enters into our sadness so that we can share in his joy. But if God becoming a baby is shocking, he does something even more shocking. The all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing God, he goes further than humbling himself as just a baby. He humbles himself and becomes our food. This logic of God hiding his divine attributes and humbling himself 
it's, it's foreshadowed. Humbling himself as our food is foreshadowed in today's gospel. For one, we see that Jesus is born in Bethlehem. Yeah, Bethlehem was, it's, it's prophesied, it's, it's, it's prophesied by the prophets as the, as the birthplace of the Messiah. But in Hebrew, it can also be translated to the house of bread or the house of food. Or in Aramaic, it can be translated as the house of flesh. It's almost as God, as if, as if he's telling us that I want to give myself, I want to give myself to you as food. I want to give you my divine life. And not only that, Jesus, as we know, is lying in a manger. And mangers, they're not some comfortable place that babies typically dwell in. These are nasty, disgusting troughs where animals eat. Almost as if God's saying, I'm I'm giving you myself to feed myself, my life, my flesh to the world. And so he does. The all-powerful Almighty, terrifying God, humbled himself and became a baby. But now he's humbled himself even more and becomes our food. Today, Jesus invites us into this shocking mystery so he can feed us with his divine life. So may we be in awe at the wisdom, the love, the humility of God. May we allow him to enter into our darkness. And as we approach the Eucharist, as we approach the altar, let us take heed to the the command of the angel. Do not be afraid. For behold, I proclaim to you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David... A Savior has been born for you, who is Christ the Lord.